So today we're telling stories. We're all basically adults now. So we're going to talk about, you know, stories from childhood, moments in adulthood, adulthood that made me feel like a child again. Anything in that realm, you know, we're practicing storytelling. It's a lot of great storytelling in podcasts. Um, so we're going to do our own on that. Harmani is our host. So I'm going to I'm going to send it over to Harmani. Take it away. Okay. Um, would, would Joshua like to start off? Sure, I'll, I'll start off. Um, so my story, we're starting with stories, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my story is about, I was on vacation. This was like last year. So every time me, me and my sister go on vacation, you know, we're older now. So so we had little kids when we go on vacation, especially we go to the beach. We like the water. So we go out there, go swimming and everything. We send a splash around like little kids. And then you always got, you know, the stories from the beach. You and your mom come back. You go to the hotel, back to everything. Your mom's like, y'all look at you and just shake your head. I'm like, y'all too at just like little kids. And then y'all too, we were sitting there just like, no, we don't. But then at the end of the day, you just kind of sit there, just talking. It's a really nice moment, you know? Yeah, something about, like, going to the beach and being on vacation. I don't know. You almost, like, forget about everything that makes you not a little kid. Like, little kids, like, they don't have, like, jobs and stuff like that. So vacation is almost, like, that's almost the goal. You're, like, trying to be a little kid. Uh, it's funny you talk about, like, splashing around and then, like, um, coming back to the hotel. That I recently saw someone post a picture of, like, just a, a hotel hallway. And it's like, you're and the caption was, you're 12 years old. You just got out of the hotel pool. You lost your, your room key and you're cold as heck. Like, and it's just like, put you right back in that position of like, oh, I know that feeling so well. Just like being freezing cold in an air conditioned hotel hallway, like trying to get back in the room. <laughs> so thanks for sharing your story, Joshua. Yeah, thanks, Joshua. Um. Mr. Sparling, would you like to go next? Sure, yeah. I, I kind of took the opposite approach. I'm seeing that other people are talking a lot more about like when they felt like a little kid. Um, I'm kind of like on the younger side of like established adults. So I'm starting to reconcile all these experiences of like, oh, okay, I'm, this is it. Like, I'm really like an adult now. Um, and a lot of that is great. You know, a lot of that is great. You know, you can go to the grocery store when you want, like stuff like that. It's like, um, but so, something that I noticed that I was just like, oh, maybe this is something that doesn't need to be a part of my adulthood is that like, I looked around, I was like, oh man, what happened to all my hobbies? You know, as a kid, you only do things because they're fun. And then I think over time, people tell you to like, all right, that's cool. But like, make sure you're preparing for the future because you want to make sure that What's going to happen is going to be, you know, you want to have a good life set aside for you in the future. And that's a good idea. You definitely should prepare, you know, like learn skills and like study hard and stuff like that. Um, but I think I took it to maybe like a unhealthy level where I was like, okay, everything that is not setting me up to get into a good college and get a good job, like it's just a distraction, you know? So I stopped doing things like I stopped skateboarding. I stopped like even reading books that I liked. I stopped doing all these things that I just did purely for fun. Uh, and it wasn't like a conscious decision. It was just like, maybe this isn't getting me there. You know, it, it was over time. I would stop doing one thing and then stop doing another thing. And then, um, 
and really focusing on like, all right, well, how do I figure out what job is going to make me happy and feel right? And fortunately, I like my job. That's a great thing. A lot of people don't, but I do. But even still, there's always going to be parts of your job that you like and always going to be parts of your job that you don't like. And what keeps you balanced is when you have your own interests that are not part of your job. They're just for you. Um, and I, you know, I find myself going like, wow, I really got to find those hobbies again. So I feel like a balanced human being. So if I can go back in time and talk to my younger self, I would say, hey, I'm glad you're thinking about the future. That's good. But don't stop thinking about the present because the present will always be with you. <laughs> so it's important to be happy and feel like a person as well. That's deep. The end. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's deep. But you have a lot of time to think when you're uh, when it's in a pandemic. A lot of people are losing their hobbies these days. A lot of people's hobbies were very social. I also agree with that because now, like that, we're at home more because of COVID. I feel like after I do everything that I need to do, I just want to sleep, and <laughs> so I start losing my hobbies more. But yeah, yeah, I agree with that idea. Um, Christian, would you like to share your story? Um, mine's was, right, so basically, one of my mom's friends, right, to this rope swing thing, and you, like, swing off the rope and jump into the water, right? And as a kid, I was never able to do it because I didn't know how to swim. So, what? When I was little, my brother and them used to all do it with the grown-ups, and I always wanted to do it, and I never was able to do it, right, because I didn't know how to swim. So, when I did it, I don't know. I imagine doing it when I was a little kid, how much more fun it would have been back then because now it just gives me adrenaline rush. But now I can't do anything. So, like, I don't know. I guess it was fun, like, going and doing it because I haven't did it in such a long time. And, like, I was never able to do it as a little kid. So, I don't, I don't really know. But <laughs> So, Christian, clear it up for me. You're talking about, like, a, a, a rope swing that goes into, like, some body of water? Yeah, it was like it's like it's tied up to a tree, and then you swing off the rope and like let go and go into the water. And where is this? Uh, I'm not sure. I for, I forgot. Is it in like New York? Yeah. And is it like local, or do you have to drive yeah. far? Yeah, you don't have to drive that far. Okay, that's cool. I I don't know I, if I it's. I figure it out. <laughs> I, I'm imagining. I think it's Oatka Park could actually be wrong i actually think i am wrong but there's a rope swing that literally did a get to get to the top of it you basically have to risk your life just to get to the top of it because it's like 35 feet high <laughs> and you walk up these like beat up steps that are attached to a tree i don't know who put this together but even at my age, I'm like a little afraid to climb up it just to get to the top and then have to swing, like just getting the top, the top scary enough. And then you're swinging from like 35 feet high. Um, there's also a swing at Ellison Park that's more like 15 feet high and a little more manageable. But I'm forgetting yeah. I'm forgetting where it is, though. Christian, it's actually crazy that you tell the story because I've had such a similar experience where when I was a kid I remember I was like driving through Vermont with my dad and we like we passed this quarry you know like this this area that people used to like mine marble out of 
and it, it had been filled with water over the years. So it was basically like this giant like lake thing. And there are all these like cliffs that you can jump off of. And they were so high. So as a kid, I was like, no, I'll, you know, I'll swim in the water because it's cool. And like, maybe I'll jump off like the one or two footers, but like there was like a 30 foot jump that people were doing like backflips off of. And, you know, I just thought they were crazy. Like there's not a chance in the world that I'm doing that. Fast forward like 20 years and I'm visiting a friend who lives in Saratoga, New York. And me being from like downstate New York City area, Long Island, like I don't know anything about New York State. So like I just, I'm just following the highway. I don't even know where I am. And I definitely didn't realize I was that close to Vermont. So he's like, all right, I got a place that like I want to take us. Like, let, let's drive into Vermont. I'm like, Vermont? Like, how far away is that? He's like, it's like 10 minutes. <laughs> and so he takes me to that very same quarry. Like, and it, it all hits me in like a second. I'm like, whoa, this wow. is crazy. I've been here before. Like, I've been here with my dad like 20 years ago. And then like the first thing we did was go to that top jump. And I'm like, I like, I'm, I feel braver now. I'm, you know, I'm older. So obviously like it didn't even look as big, but like, you know, what I thought was like a hundred foot jump was really like a 20 foot jump. But it just felt so good to be like, wow, I, I did this thing that I was scared of doing as a kid in like the exact same location. It's amazing. It's kind of trippy too. I was like, I was honestly, I was like calling my dad. I'm like, dad, you remember that thing? Like, like I'm here. Like, he's like, what? You're there. Yeah, that's cool. Um, let me see. Um, Mr. Albert, did you tell your story already? No, I, I can tell it. And prepare your answer in the chat box. You can put a Y for crazy and N for not crazy. Or give me like a craziness scale of zero to 10. Cause I don't think I'm crazy, but when I was thinking back at this story, I'm like, maybe I am a little bit crazy, right? Cause just recently, it's actually by now a couple months ago, I was, I was playing basketball outside at a court, um, before the snow started to fall down. And I was remembering when I was a little kid. I used to play basketball on my front driveway. I would literally play like three to five hours a day on the weekend. Like I would literally play all day long. I would ride my bike three miles to play with people. Um, and in my head, in my driveway, on this little driveway court, I would play like pickup basketball three on three where I would pick my teams. Like it would be Michael Jordan and friends with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen one other person versus Shaq and friends like Shaq and Kobe and Magic Johnson. You know, I would take current players at the time, past players. It's all in my head, so it doesn't matter. It's a pickup game. Um, but what was crazy is it was just me. So, like, I'm playing three-on-three -three basketball, but it's just me, one person in my head. I'd pass it to myself. I'd steal it from myself. I'd block my own shots so I would throw it up and then swat it. Like, not a good technique to practice if you're throwing it up. Just, I don't know, every little thing. I'd dive out of bounds to save it. I'd get up, run to save it from, you know, going out of bounds in the other direction. And I realized, like, I, I'd be arguing with myself. That's another thing. Like, I'd foul myself and basically call foul. Um, the whole shabam. And I realized that I probably looked like I had schizophrenia or something, running around, yelling it at myself, using names that 
aren't Ben. Like I I basically probably looked like I was schizophrenic playing basketball against myself. And there was always an old lady, right? An old lady that was literally right across the street. Kind of seems creepy when I think about it, but she was like 90. I don't think there's any weird intent. She just thought it was hilarious watching this like eight, nine, 10 year old kid run around screaming at each other, playing three on three basketball, three of me versus three of me. I don't know why I did it, how I did it, but when I went back and I played recently on a core, and I'm like, let's try that three-on-three basketball thing that I used to do when I was a little kid, I was like, wow. First off, my imagination wasn't what it used to be. Like, I'm trying to play three-on-three basketball, but I don't even know how I used to do it when it's just me in my head, and... I was like physically out of shape. There wasn't any more diving, save it from going out of bounds and then running after to grab it. Like I was crazy back in the day playing three on three against myself. And then I try it now and I'm like, I think I'm just going to play horse or something against myself or just shoot and relax a little bit. So, you know, I, I realized that back when I was younger, I was just so creative. Like I was so creative when I was younger and I didn't need a friend to keep me company all the time because I had three on three basketball friends in my head. I was playing with the greats. And nowadays I almost feel like, I don't know, like physically I'm definitely not what I used to be. That's a guarantee. And when it comes to comes to creativity, I also don't think I'm nearly where I used to be. The concept of playing myself in basketball, three on three basketball is just something I hadn't even thought of until till, you know, a month or two ago when I started trying it again on the court. So if I were to ask my younger self something, I, I'd really just ask, how the heck did you pull that off? How physically did you do it? How mentally did you do it? Are you schizophrenic? Are you crazy? Because three on three basketball, when there's just one of you, that that's that's a task in itself. I'd simply ask myself, how the heck did you do it, Ben? And and what happened to that that creative spark, man? I, I don't know what happened. What do you guys think? Am I crazy or is that normal? Has anybody had experiences like that, you know, where they have an invisible friend or something like that in their life? <laughs> I think that's normal. I know, like, my little cousin... So creative, creating her own games and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I agree with Harmony. I think I think you were a normal kid. <laughs> I was a pretty fun kid, you know, like <laughs> like good imagination, running around, providing entertainment to the neighborhood el- elderly. Karan, would you like to tell a story on a moment where you felt like you're an adult now or a moment where you felt like you were a little kid again? Um, <laughs> actually, this has been happening a lot recently. Um, so my mom used to take me to, cause I, I used to go to the doctors a lot as a kid cause I used to get scraped up or I used to, you know, always hurt myself. I used to be sick from being outside all day. <laughs> So my mom would usually take me to the doctors and then she would usually take me to McDonald's afterwards. And then we'll sit down, eat, talk, and then laugh, and then we'll go home. And she'll let me go outside again. 
So I went to the doctors um, not too long ago, but my mom didn't go with me. She made me go by myself, which was already like mind boggling because I'm just like, wow, like that's crazy. So then on my way home, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should go stop at McDonald's because it's like, you know, nostalgia. So I tried to go there and the line was like almost out the door. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this never happened before. And, you know, so I finally get up there and I ordered my stuff and it came up to 1623. So I looked inside of me and see if my mom, my mom was there so she could pay for it, but she wasn't. So I was like, wow, I really got paid for my own stuff. Like, that's crazy. I'm really like a big person. Like, I'm really like grown now. Like, I got my own responsibilities, got my own job. You know, I got to pay for my own things now. It's crazy. And then I get home, I want to go talk to my mom about it. She didn't want to listen to my story. And I was I was kind of sad. But you know what? It's okay, though. <laughs> it's okay. Now you have an audience for it. <laughs> yeah. And I really like that story. I almost like, it seemed like a, I don't know, like I could see it on screen. You know, I could hear like the little, like the violin playing where you, where you got that when it said 1623 and you looked to the side for your mom to pay for it. Like, I don't know, I could really see it and I felt that. Thanks so much, Karan. Yeah, Hermani was talking about last week going going to the grocery store and having a long list and being like, oh, this is overwhelming. I think we all have that experience at, at some point. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, Karan, I also like your story too because the same thing be happening with me and I'm just like, whoa. Also, something similar to that that happened to me is like one time I know my mom asked me for to pay for something and I was just like, usually you'll be paying for me all the time. Like the roles really be switching. Yes, yesterday, um, my brother and I, we got into like a little argument or whatnot. And I remember because me and my older brother used to get into a lot of arguments. And the thing that my older brother used to do with me, like he would usually like take me, like grab me by my arms, pick me up and throw me off the banister into the snow. And then he would like lock the door and I have to sit outside in the cold for like five minutes and then he would let me in. So I, me and my brother got to an argument the other day and, <clears throat> and he was like, he had said something and it like made me think of what I used to say to my brother. So I like picked him up did the same thing my brother would do to me. So I picked him up, but I threw him outside. I threw him over the banister, like, in my backyard because we have a patio. And I locked the door, and my mom had pulled up. <laughs> my mom had pulled up, so she had thought I was, like, being, like, terrible to him. So she came in the house yelling, why would you do that? <laughs> and she was like, you are just like your older brother. He always do that to you. And it kind of made me smile in the inside. I was just like, well, I'm doing something right as an older brother, like torture my older brother or whatnot. And then it made me sad because it was just like, well, dang, like my older brother, he got kids now. He probably did that with his kids. And, you know, I used to do that with him when I was my brother's age. My brother's 12 now. And my brother was probably my age when, he, when we used to do that. So it was like kind of like it was a bittersweet moment because I was like, well, at least I can do this with my brother now. But it was just like, dang, I do miss being thrown into the snow. <laughs> 
is that like a, a rate of passage as an older brother? You gotta you gotta throw your your younger siblings in the snow once in a while. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I well, my brother he was like kind of like an a hole. Mm. <laughs> he was like you know terrible, but it was like he was like a good brother. He was still is to this day. He was like a good brother, and it was like one of those playful moments that you know we used to have. Now you say enjoy it because, you know, he always used to be out the house and be, you know, doing his own thing, going to work, go making money and stuff. And whenever he used to be home, you know, like we used to chill and we used to like just play the game or we used to drink hot cocoa during the wintertime. We used to do a lot of stuff and we were really close as, um, like when I was a kid. But, you know, things happen. People get, you know, do have to do what they got to do. He got kids now, so, you know, we can't really do stuff like that anymore. So, you know, it was just kind of like, well, it was nostalgic. It was really, really nostalgic, but I loved it. Mm. <laughs> All at the same time. I love it. I love that these stories are always like, there's the subject of the story. And then I feel like I'm always caught off guard on like how the story relates to the person. Like, Karan, you're talking about getting thrown over the banister <laughs> into the snow. I'm like, oh, man, that's awful. And you're going, you know, I miss getting thrown over the banister. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Albert's talking about, like, playing by himself, you know, three on three. Like, objectively, that's almost like a little sad. Like, you have this kid, like, pretending to be surrounded by all these these uh, NBA players and, like, wanting to be, like, three on three. But, like, no, you're like, that was awesome. It was creative. It was, you know, exercise, providing entertainment to the neighborhood, elderly again. Um, so, I don't know. I think that's the power of storytelling. Like, you really... I don't know, like things on their own are just things, but then when they how they relate to you is a completely different thing. I love it. it. I don't remember how far back, but you know, we had an episode where we were talking about motivational quotes and things like that. And how a motivational quote is like a sentence and it's very affirmative, but realistically it's the story, which is personal, it's honest, like that's where I think I learn and a lot of people learn a lot more about you. It's it's easy to take a motivational quote and be motivated by it, but it's the stories that actually get into the emotion and like you guys are all telling your stories and I haven't had the exact same story, but I'm like, I've been there. I get that. I get that. So I think that's a cool thing. 